Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Betrayal. I'm your host, Darren Karp. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about one of the most bizarre and disturbing examples of betrayal you've probably ever heard of. Lakeisha Johnson, a single mom from Washington State, thought that she could trust her children in the safety of others, all so she could meet up with a man she met online. But she was wrong, and the betrayal was beyond excruciating for both Lakeisha and her family. It's a story of romance and trust that went completely off the rails and made Lakeisha Johnson's life a living hell. But you know me. As someone who loves to talk, I couldn't do this without a fun guest co-host. She's a comedian, host, writer, and podcaster. You may know her best as a host on HQ Trivia and HQ Words. It's the multi-talented Anna Royceman. Anna, welcome to Betrayal. Oh my God. Hi. Thank you for having me. What an intro too. Thank you so much. I, you know, I wasn't feeling multi-talented until now, so I appreciate that. Are you a big true crime fan? I mean, are you absorbing this stuff as just as much as I am? Are you, are you rocking yourself to sleep with murder stories or what brought you into the true crime world in the first place? So I love true crime. I've always been, I've always been obsessed with horror movies since I was a kid. And I think like, as I got older, like yeah. getting into documentaries and stuff. I would watch all the true crime docs, uh, especially over quarantine. I feel like it was just like we needed to watch anything that was about murder. I prefer to watch them rather than comedy at night. Maybe that's because I do comedy, but I'm like, I get home and I'm like, I want to watch a, a crime doc. But I also am related to a serial killer, which I think confirmed a lot for me, which I, I know we wanted to talk about. I I have a lot of questions about this. Can okay. you please reveal? I know the serial killer, but can you reveal the serial killer that you are related to? Sure. Okay. So my grandfather was named Sam Durst when he was alive, uh, and his cousin is Robert Durst, who you might know from the famous HBO documentary, The Jinx. The biggest hot mic incident of all time, all I right. would say. I mean, right? It has to be. Kind it of. has to be. That was huge. And sh- 
So what's that? You're like second cousin once. Like, what is that? Distant. Like, we'll go with, I don't know. I don't know. The you numbers. wish it was I've distant. said the number before and then my mom will call and be like, you're wrong. That's not right. And I'm like, okay, then explain it to us. But no. Uh, and here are some of the questions I get. Have I met him? Do we have a relationship? The answer is no. Um, I would right. love to interview him in prison someday. That is on my list of, you know, dreams. Well, let me ask you this as kind of a fan, you know, obviously like there's real victims, real crimes here. Yeah. Like it's it's almost this weird fandom that's kind of come around true crime. But for you is like being related to Robert Durst, one of your like two truths and a lie. Like, is that your like cool fact that you put in like as a good conversation starter or are you a little hesitant about admitting it? I love to admit it on stage. I've talked about it in stand up over the years a lot just because I think yeah. it's a fun it's a fun fact for me. You know, like if you throw a murder into my family, like. I'm going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> especially that, mer- especially that, like the jinx. Yeah. You know, I always like to tell people, you know, I could have been related to Fred Durst. I think I lucked out. <laughs> Robert Durst seems like a step up. You know, HBO is a little like more glamorous. You know, I, I think of it as like he had an HBO show. Like that's OK, but it. HBO or Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like mm, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Anna. You're right. It depends on my audience. <laughs> but this, you are the perfect person to get into this betrayal case. Now, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to share some relevant information um, to this case for our listeners to keep in mind kind of while they're listening. And we were looking up all these facts, and I'm sure you're going to probably find some of these surprising as I did. But did you know that just last year in 2020, uh, kind of a wild year for everyone, I think we can say that, over 365,000 children went missing in the United States, according to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's nearly a thousand children who went missing every single day. And actually 2020 was down compared to others because in 2019, over 431,000 were reported missing, which is to me an astounding number. 400,000, I mean, children is a lot. And then I went to go kind of, I went to search it a little bit. Now, as crazy as those statistics are, and I think that they really are, it also, it's important to kind of mention that if a child were to run away multiple times, that's counted as separate instances. So it could be the same child, not necessarily individual. And then if they're found, you know, those get kind of updated and amended as it goes along. So Mm -hmm. it might not be like 400,000 children, but that's still a very astounding number. That's insane. Especially considering that's the year we were in lockdown, right? I mean, technically it was down from 2019. So mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe quarantine kind of affected it. But oddly, you know, this is this we'll never fully know because not every uh, child that goes missing is obviously reported. And there are certain instances of which they're found. So the numbers uh, kind of speak for themselves, but also leave a lot of questions. But in this case of betrayal... Okay. We deal with children, and I always think that's a very sensitive topic. And so I want to start off this case giving you guys a little backstory. Let's get into the details. I have a feeling, Anna, you're going to have a lot to say about this uh, as a comedian, but also as just a true crime fan. I felt Lakeisha was craving the boyfriend. She needed to be loved by someone other than her mother. (laughs) Everybody at some point needs love in their life. Lakeisha Johnson was just 22-year-old. She was a single mother of three from Kennewick, Washington. I've never been there. And her kids were super young at the time of this case. Two, Mm -hmm. one, six months, which 
I have to imagine has to be the hardest time. Like a two-year-old, a one-year-old, and a six-month. Yeah, I don't like, know how to do that math. Like, w- isn't it nine months poop? between? The- <laughs> those, those are very close together. You know, I know there's science, but. Wow, that seems like a lot. And Lakeisha's mom, Tamara, also helped raise the kids. So she did have support being a single mom with three kids. A little crazy. Now, Lakeisha, being a single mom, was looking for love in her life after having previous relationships go wrong. I feel like everyone's got to feel some type of support, if not a romantic partner. That's a natural feeling for a mother, too, I think, for her own child. Of course. To, to find love. Lakeisha looked for a boyfriend on a dating app, saying that she was so shy that it was a good fit for her. And she matched with a guy named Kanoa, who she was excited to message him. It is an adrenaline rush getting a match online. I don't care how old you are. It's like this. It's like getting a like on Instagram, right? Like that's it's like automatic endorphins, I imagine. And for someone who's really looking for that, it's very important. Now, in fact, They spent the entire first night talking to each other on the dating app, which quickly grew into many days of all-day texting. I know that you were 12 once and did this with AIM chat like I did. I'm sure you did, right? Absolutely. All the magic happened on AIM. That's how I scheduled my my losing my virginity, like through AIM. (laughs) Dory, it was someone I know. It wasn't like a a chat room. Yeah, I was like, maybe you will have more to say about this case. He was very sensitive with what he said. He understood emotions, and that, to me, was attractive. It was his words I fell in love with. Essentially, Lakeisha and Kanoa were best friends. They talked every day, all day, three weeks and two days after they started chatting, which isn't that long. Mm -hmm. Kanoa asked Lakeisha to come to Spokane, Washington, to meet him. But Lakeisha didn't have a license to drive at the time. Mm-hmm. He asked Lakeisha if she would go with his cousin, if the cousin would pick her up and drive her to Spokane. Lakeisha agreed and was excited to meet him. A few days later, Kanoa's cousin Teresa picked up Lakeisha and her youngest child to head to Spokane. I have a question. Uh, yeah, yeah, please. My uh, question ahead. is, does Kanoa have a license? Great question, which for me would have been my be like, well, you come pick me up and you come see me. I right. got three kids. You come here. Be a freaking man if you're if you're this cool guy and get in your car and come see me. You know, uh, that was my first question. And then my second question was, why? Why is one child going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was sort of I mean, to some extent, I'm happy that it was just one child. Absolutely. Like, don't take the crew. Don't be taking the posse. But why is any child going? Like, right. for me, I would want to make... And also, awkward being in a car with someone you've never met yeah. for three plus hours. Yeah, like, definitely. you've never met this person. How can you, you know... So, Lakeisha specifically said that she maybe wanted Maybe that's why to, she wanted to bring the kid. Maybe a buffer. Mm. You know? And she claimed, though, Lakeisha said that she wanted to bring the kid because Kanoa wanted to be around them, wanted to meet them. And to be fair, if you are going to embark on this romantic journey as a single mother, kids got to come first. Mm -hmm. If Kanoa and the kids are not vibing, that's got to be the biggest red flag for a parent, I would imagine. Although I think that's like date two or three. I really do think you need to find a connection with this person before you bring them around your children. That's just a personal preference. Maybe some people are a little more brave than me, but I'm like, no, let's see if we connect in person first. 
happened. Now, as the two of them arrived, Lakeisha got a text from Kanoa suggesting that they ditch their dinner plans and instead play a game of laser tag instead. I was excited, but there was a problem. And I was like, well, I don't have anybody here to watch Kion. And he mentioned Teresa could watch him. And then she turned around and told me, oh, it'll be okay. Go have fun. Your son will be safe with me. Teresa had a kid of her own, and she just seemed like a good person. So I was like, okay. And I was like, can't wait to meet him. I can't wait to meet him. My stomach was jumping up and down from excitement. Teresa lended Lakeisha her car to take so that she could go meet up with Kanoa and do whatever she wanted for the rest of the evening. So never met, leaving her kid, but also kind of having this collateral of having this person's car, which feels mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're, you know, you're at a bodega or something and you forget your wallet and you're like, hold on to my license and I'll come right back with the mm-hmm. $10 that I owe you. And yeah. so it's a little bit of like, but a car and a kid feel like big collateral to me. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's a lot of trust, very upfront trust. I don't know. I don't know about that. Now, mm. obviously, to your point, giving away your child to someone we only just met is a major red flag. I mean, I know parents who won't even leave their kid alone with, A, a friend, B, a family member after mm-hmm. the kid is born with, with, with youngsters. But I also sort of see being really excited about meeting this person that you could potentially fall in love with, that if everything goes according to her plan in her mind, this is this is nothing. This is not this is just a a perfect situation to go meet up with the love of your life. Right. Totally. I was going to also say, like, I don't have I don't have kids. Thank God. Uh, And I but I. And when you see people like on airplanes and stuff, when they have three little babies or whatever, like which she had, they're tired. If a stranger comes up and they're like, go get a cup of coffee, I'll hold this crying child for you. You're probably going to be like, oh, my God, my guardian angel. Absolutely. Like I grew up with very chill parents who like left us alone a lot. And like, you know, they always we, we were allowed to watch whatever we wanted on TV as long as we left them alone. So like. You know, I get it. I get that some parents are like, God, I'm t- I could use a break. And she probably was there. And this woman seemed nice. They took a long car, right? And she- so I don't fault her for that. I actually think, like, she's probably tired. And this woman and as the was story like, sure. unfolds, I mean, Teresa is kind of proving to be trustworthy. I mean, literally, like, I can't get my friends to come down, like, walk 10 blocks to dinner. If this person's willing to kind of drive three hours to some random location, they're just... It does establish a little trust. So two hours after Teresa had walked away, there was still no sign of Kanoa. So Lakeisha's sitting in this car waiting for Kanoa to go to some laser tag. He never Mm -hmm. shows up. Lakeisha also texted Teresa letting her know of the situation, but she wasn't answering. My heart is palpitating right now. Lakeisha knew immediately that something was wrong. And I called him and I texted him and nobody answered me. And I texted Tressa, and she didn't answer me. So I was like, okay, something's wrong. I was mad at them for not answering me. I was mad at myself for allowing my son to go. Every worst possible thing a mom can think of ran through my mind. For me, like... 
I've been in these situations before where you get so excited about something and then reality hits and it's like your bubble has burst and you can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. It's like she she, she has gone from like the highest high to the lowest low. And I also think maybe judging from how much she really wanted love, you know, it's hard to – there's a question of self-esteem here. And I sort of feel like she didn't want to feel embarrassed. She's trying to impress this guy. She doesn't want to call the cops on this potential guy and the cousin. Like – Totally. There's a like she she almost felt like she was to blame. She was overreacting. She didn't want to get them to trouble. And I think that's kind of a self esteem thing. Yeah. No. I feel I feel for her in this because a she can't drive this car anywhere. Right. She she, she right. She doesn't have a license. She doesn't have so a license. she's only sitting there and she's sort right. of waiting and no one is responding to her and you know yeah. it's a, it's it's got to be a nightmare for her. So Lakeisha finally agreed essentially to call the police but gives Teresa sort of the benefit of the doubt and texted her that if she didn't have her son back by the morning she was going to call the cops. The morning uh, which I know feels crazy <laughs> but it's a long time. It's a long I'm picturing time. It 4 p.m. I don't know what time it actually is but I was picturing like a late afternoon. That's what I was thinking because I was like they were going to go to dinner but they're going to laser tag so it would have right. to be in the six or seven o'clock range. She's waiting Absolutely. for two hours. So yeah so essentially she's going to have to sleep in this car like because <laughs> how else is she going to get anywhere. So the fact that she even wanted to sleep in the car and and but she's a little beholden to Teresa because she doesn't have any sort of means to help herself. And also, it's maybe kind of the best solution. So that way, if she's overreacting, you know, all is all. Now, Teresa okay. never showed up with a child by morning. And Lakeisha finally called the cops. Mm-hmm. I wonder as a parent how it would feel to call the cops in this situation. Because I imagine Lakeisha's <laughs> terrified. But also, I did this to myself a little bit here. Yeah. I mean... Yes, but I think above all, like, find your kid, you know, like that's where you kind of have to abandon the self-esteem issues and just call the police and say, my child is missing. I knew this person, you know, she doesn't have to like until they're with her helping her. I think she's I think it's smart to just call and say the facts like, you know, don't. Yeah. If anyone's in that kind of situation, you don't think too much. That's not the time to be like, am I a bad parent or not? Like, no, call and find your kid. It's probably better to overreact than underreact when it's when it's dealing with your kid. And if this weren't dramatic enough, Anna, during the phone call to the police, Teresa finally texts Lakeisha back like at the same time and said, no, this is this is such a casual text considering we were talking about punctuation. Hey, I got your son. Where are you at? (laughs) <laughs> after Lakeisha was what clearly worried and texting her being like what the hell so that's like this I've dated these kinds of people you know that's like the two <laughs> days after you sleep with them and they're like hey what are you up to next weekend and you're like no or what are you up to at 2 a.m and you're yeah. like yeah, I know why you're asking me what I'm yeah. up to like yeah so casual completely dismissive of the other person's like agony that they've been sitting in for 48 hours yeah. or in this case overnight Ugh. now this text prompts Lakeisha to urgently hang up the phone with police telling them that everything is okay and forget about oh, it oh no But she's probably feeling this immediate sense of relief. Lakeisha immediately calls Teresa. And of course, Lakeisha is demanding answers, wants to know the whereabouts of her son, obviously. Mm -hmm. Teresa tells her that he's fine. He's there with her and that she put him to bed and went to sleep the night before. She further claimed that she didn't see any of Lakeisha's messages. Possible do not disturb. Possible went to sleep. Mm. But if you have someone's son... 
I do think that yeah, that's kind of, that would be a red flag in my head of being like, well, you have my kid. Mm-hmm. What if there was an emergency? Lakeisha demanded to see her son right now, and Teresa says that she'll meet up with her in just a few minutes. <laughs> now, just when things couldn't be more bizarre with this, right. Kanoa finally texts Lakeisha, because, like, where was where was yeah. he? Texts Lakeisha back and says that he actually got pulled over the night before and went to jail, which is why he couldn't get back to her. <laughs> what? Okay, let's take a deep breath because I think hearing this okay. is a little, it's a, it's lot, a lot of, lot let's try once. to understand everything that's still going on. I mean, this is sort of betrayal on another level. And keep in mind, Lakeisha mm-hmm. still has never met Kanoa. The only person that Lakeisha has actually interacted right. with is Teresa. When I read his text, I felt bad for being mad at Kanoa. I do know people get arrested. When Teresa brought me Kion back, I was so mad. I hated her at that time. (laughs) After that, I was like, I'm ready to go home. I want to go home. So, okay. Now all is back. The kids are fine. Now, despite the absolutely bizarre circumstances, just when things seemed like they couldn't possibly get weirder in this story, Lakeisha gets a text message. I stayed in contact with him because... I loved Kanoa a lot, but I still wanted to meet him. I still wanted to know him. Everything about Kanoa attracted me to him. The way he worded things, his looks, everything about him is what any woman could have asked for. Six weeks after her trip to Spokane, Lakeisha got a text from Kanoa's mother, Kim, saying that Kanoa had been in a horrible car accident and that Lakeisha should make plans to come see him with her kids and say goodbye because he might not make it through the weekend. He had smashed his head and they couldn't get his nose to quit bleeding. And he was passing out. I was scared. I tried so hard to see him only to find out that he could possibly die. Now, keep in mind, she still hasn't met Kanoa, but she has to come say hello, goodbye, meeting the kids, not. Now, for me, the red flag here is, I'm not sure I would have my mother be texting me. I would probably have Teresa texting me, because she. if I'm Kanoa, I'd be like, cuz, yeah. text my girl. But also, if I'm in a horrific car accident, like, what's the point of meeting the kids? Right. But like, also, like, 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 what's the point of meeting the kids? So they have to know that I'm going to die? Like, that just seems cruel. That seems... Yeah. I don't know. All of that seems bizarro to me. And it's like the mother is just coming in and they're using his potential death as, like, another way to lure her in. Uh, this is so wrong on it's, so many levels. <laughs> yeah, the excuses here are just crazy. Now, Teresa then messaged Lakeisha to tell her that her cousin Ivan was going to be picking her up and they would be heading to the hospital to potentially say goodbye to Kanoa. Now, another character in here, Ivan, this could just be that Teresa was at the hospital, everyone's in the room, you know, and Ivan needs to is driving. So this, no red flags here immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, when Tamara, Lakeisha's mother, found out that she was going to visit him, she demanded that the kids stay home this time because mama knows best here. Mama always knows best. And she doesn't have the emotional entanglements with Kanoa, so she can kind of think clearly here. Lakeisha refused, saying that Kanoa really wanted to meet the kids as soon as possible. And if he's on his deathbed, 
Oh my God. I could see the heartstrings are just being pulled here, Anna. My brain's thinking like, did Lakeisha win the lottery or something? Like, does Kanoa just want to get her money? Or like, what is, what's the underlying, what, what makes him want her so bad? Right. Let's hear directly from Lakeisha's mom, Tamara. I didn't trust Ivan because I didn't know him. I studied him and his vehicle. If something happened, I wanted to be able to at least describe him to the cops. I had a bad feeling something was going to go wrong. I didn't know what, but I knew something was going to go wrong. Now, Ivan was apparently very polite, easy to drive with, according to Lakeisha. When they arrived at the hospital, Teresa came out and insisted that she and Lakeisha visit Kanoa first, and that Ivan can bring the kids later. There were just too many doctors. What was the excuse? So you drive all this way, your three kids... Then you can't even go inside the hospital because there's too many doctors. But he's on his last life. So, but there's time for her to go see her and then bring back the kids. Like, there's a lot of excuses here. Yeah, and a lot of, like, push and pull. And it's just kind of like, honestly, if I was Lakeisha at this point, I'd be like, I want to know how this plays out. What do they, what do they want? Do they need me to sacrifice my firstborn? Like, what, what is it they're after? (laughs) Why are there so many hoops? And I already lost my kids once. I don't want to do it again. Now, she said, quote, Ivan seemed like a real sweet guy. He made it very easy to trust him, according to Lakeisha. Keep this in mind for later as we kind of dissect Ivan here. But Lakeisha does agree to leave her kids behind with Ivan, except for her oldest. She takes her oldest. Now, so now her youngest two children are in the truck with Ivan and she and Teresa are going to go up to see Kano at this hospital. Lakeisha remembered that as they approached the elevators, Teresa was saying she was feeling too tired and overwhelmed, presumably with everything going on and her cousin on his last leg here, that Lakeisha should go ahead and visit Kanoa while Teresa watches her oldest child in the lobby. Now, here's the thing. When I first read this and when I was when I was researching the case, part of me was like, Maybe Teresa wants the happy couple, using air quotes here, to see each other without having Teresa be there. But then why bring the kids? Then you separate the kids. And now you're still separating them even further. There's just a lot of barriers Mm -hmm. here. I also would have asked, is he... Is he with it? And is Kanoa okay enough to make all of these requests? Or is this something you guys are just assuming he'd want? Because I feel like... Right. Like, There's too many cooks planning this right now. If I'm on my last leg and, you know, I want to meet the love of my life, like, time is of an eff- mm-hmm. essence, people. Mm-hmm. Like, time is key. Right. Lakeisha says, okay, she does agree, and that she would only be 10 minutes, saying, I felt like with the cops involved last time, it couldn't go wrong again. Now, obviously, we have to kind of wonder what's going through Lakeisha's mind here. Letting her kids be in the custody of yet another stranger, kind of two separate ones, one semi-stranger, one complete stranger. <laughs> Given what happened to her the last time, I think splitting them up too. But I also think that, granted, last time when she got the car, as soon as she mentioned the cops, it was kind of solved. So I think Lakeisha, in her mind, is like, "Well, I got the cops backing me up here. Like, I know that this would scare them. They're not going to do it again." Mm -hmm. Lakeisha arrived on the third floor of the hospital where she was looking for Kim, Kanoa's mom, who was supposed to lead her to Kanoa's room. But after searching all around the hospital floor, there's no sign of Kim, no sign of Kanoa for that matter. So instead of spending more time searching, Lakeisha went back downstairs to obviously check on her own children. But when the elevator doors opened to the lobby, 
neither Teresa or Lakeisha's child was there. And oh, when she went into the God. parking lot to look for Ivan's truck, it was also nowhere to be found, and it happened again. <gasps> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As you might imagine, panic fully has set in now for Lakeisha. Again, it uh, happened again. I'm assuming here, although I don't know, that a lot of shame is setting in yeah. for Lakeisha here. I mean, for she sure, did- she got played again. I mean, right. And her ki- all her kids are involved. It's not just like we can beat ourselves up over bad decisions we make, but you know, when other lives are at stake, you're like that rips you apart. I was just going to say, I mean, it's one thing to kind of be caught off guard yourself, but when it involves other people, I mean, this is sort of this ultimate betrayal because not only does Lakeisha lose her children here potentially, but she's also mourning the loss of this great love of her life, which is also a betrayal in so many ways. Now, elsewhere at 9.30 p.m., Teresa and Ivan pull up to an apartment building with Lakeisha's three children. This gets wild, this story, Annie. This gets wild. Teresa takes Cayenne, the youngest, disappears from the car. From Ivan. Moments okay. later, Lakeisha gets a call from a police officer who had visited her home where her mom, Tamara, was waiting anxiously for her return. The officer informed Lakeisha over the phone while she was talking to her mother and her t- that her two youngest daughters were safe. It, it turns out that Ivan was not Kanoa's cousin, was in fact hired to drive Lakeisha to Spokane by <laughs> Teresa. After Ivan was left in the car with the two young girls, he called the police where they came and rescued them. What? 
kind of an innocent bystander. We don't know why he did it. Perhaps it was money. We don't know what he was told in the story. But apparently after Ivan was left in the car with the two young girls, he called the police where they came and rescued them. So he knew something was up. So he doesn't seem like he was involved in any ruse or didn't know or backed out at the last minute. But either way... He's literally probably responsible for saving mm-hmm. these kids' life. Now, while all this has been resolved sort of somewhat quickly, there was still no sign of her youngest saying, to know that my oldest two were safe, it gave me a little bit of relief. But again, the youngest baby here is missing. Yeah. Here's what Officer Mike McNabb, who was involved with the case at the time, had to say about the situation, as well as some original audio from an interrogation. In the beginning, I thought maybe she could be in on some type of conspiracy because it seemed a little too odd to be true. Why would you leave your kid with the same person who didn't show up with your kid last night? Because I'm an idiot? I thought that perhaps she had given the baby to Teresa or even sold her child to Teresa. Now, when did you first meet Canola? I did it. Is she like a boyfriend over the internet or... But then we started to establish that she was most likely the victim. It's got to be hard because the police have to handle the situation accordingly. And I'm sure Lakeisha is beyond reproach at this point. The police then began to put the pieces together when they realized that Lakeisha has never met Kanoa, has never met Kim either. So police are trained to think about these things with sort of or. Some of them are trained to think about these with sort of this rational head. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier when emotions aren't involved. Like Tamara, like the mother, like for Mm -hmm. us, I think it's easy to sort of see this. When police specifically asked Lakeisha if she had met them, she responds with a no, to which the questioning police officer responded with, quote, I don't think anyone has because they don't exist. Uh, Bombshell. Catfish. Oh, no. I mean, it was clear to police that Kim, Teresa, and Kanoa were all the same person. The entire scheme was an elaborate plan to abduct a child. So, mm-hmm. which is an elaborate plan. I mean, I mean, very multiple characters, different storyline, different phone numbers, different. We got to drive the three. I'm stuck on the drive. I'm like, I got to drive three hours. Like, who wants me stuck in the car for three hours? Yeah, right. Like, also, I'm mean? sorry. She should really date this Ivan guy. It sounds like he actually was an honest man who 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 picked up a little extra cash to drive someone. And might you know? be good with kids. Might be good there with kids. There you go. Yeah. Let's hear in Lakeisha's own words what she was thinking at the time. It was very hard for me to believe that I allowed myself to be so naive to trust somebody. I felt like I failed my children. I felt like I failed myself. I hated Teresa. I wanted her to know how it felt. I wanted her to feel empty. I wanted her to feel broken. And, you know, there's catfishing for romance, but this sort of takes catfishing to a whole other level with with the abduction of children. I mean, I've, I've yeah. never seen this. At this point, so Lakeisha is back by the police here. The police kind of know what's going on. But at this point, the police called the number that Lakeisha had for Teresa, where, of course, no one answered. But an hour later, police received a text from Teresa's number from someone claiming to be Kanoa's brother, Clay. Oh my God, we're Clay adding with even a K. more people. Kanoa, Clay, Kim, 
It's very Kardashian to me. Now the text yeah. read, Clay here, Kanoa's brother. My mom, Kim, <laughs> is taking the baby back to Lakeisha at the hospital. What? Why is the baby at the hospital? Because Lakeisha was already at the hospital. Oh, so my God. this obviously surprised the police who were trying to hunt down the abductors and mm-hmm. Lakeisha's children. Police figured that it was just another personality Teresa had probably created in her mind. So they responded urgently, saying they were treating this as a kidnapping case and that they needed her exact location. Ooh. Are you ready for this? The police got a reply that said, room 36 at a local motel. Like, boom, here's the location. Here I am. I'm doing this what? elaborate ruse. Here's this location. So obviously police immediately deploy to this motel, arrive at room 36. Okay. They knock a few times to no response and they enter using the hotel room key. No one is inside. So back to square one. We don't, they got another, they did get another significant potential break in this case. Cause at this point, if Teresa's sending them on a wild goose chase, they can't be doing this. So Mm -hmm. Teresa called the police department herself saying that there's been a huge misunderstanding and that she's at the hospital where she was last seen with Lakeisha's child. Police immediately arrive at the hospital where they spot Teresa and arrest her immediately. And I'm going to need you to break this down after I'm done here because I need you to think about the motive here. Now, thankfully, Cayenne, her son, Lakeisha's son, was completely unharmed. Found at the hospital. Great. Lakeisha was emotional remembering what it felt like to know her son had been found and that he was unharmed. Okay, here's another clip of Lakeisha talking about what she was feeling. Not having my son or my daughters was the worst thing that I ever could have gone through. Holding him in my arms. It was like I just gave birth to him all over again. Thank the Lord for this. Mm -hmm. Now, upon her arrest, police discovered that Teresa was, of course, not Teresa at all, actually. Her name is Fern Littlecalf. (laughs) Fern was charged with three counts of second-degree kidnapping, to which she she pleaded guilty to it. Now, despite the second-degree kidnapping, Fern was sentenced to just six months in jail. That's it never revealed her motive for kidnapping Lakeisha's children, but police had their own theory that she may have lost a child of her own previously in her life and was looking to raise one by any means necessary. And while this story thankfully ends with the safety of the children, you can only imagine the heartache and betrayal this caused for Lakeisha and her family. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's it. Yes. Well, I got something at the end there. I actually think because the first time when she mentioned police and she brought the kid back right away, I think she was like, I think Teresa, are we calling her Fern or Teresa? Let's call her Teresa. Let's call her Teresa, but but Fern Little Calf, it's yeah, but Fern Little Calf is great name. I think, okay, then we'll go with it. Fern Little Calf, I think also was feeling delusional if this is true that she did lose a child and she feels this urge to be a mother i feel like i've seen it in the movies you know there are women out there who are like i need a child i watch a lot of lifetime and so i feel like she she didn't she wasn't going to hurt this child she wanted to raise the child she didn't think that was wrong she's going to give this child the best life she can give them so whatever it takes to get there 
doesn't matter, right? Because she's going to give this kid a good life because she's going to be a good mom. That's, I think, her problem. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Did you think originally when the kids were taken that it was for some sort of sexual exploitation or child trafficking of some sort? Because that's automatically where my mind went. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't I- because she seemed chill with her in the car. So I I didn't know. I, I thought she was... I thought she was being hired, to be honest. I thought if this Kanoa person is real, he's probably a bad person. But I got the vibes. He hired Teresa. You know, hey, this is a girl. She seems innocent. She seems nice. Like, she can pretend to be my cousin. She, she's not threatening if she shows up to pick this girl. I actually thought Teresa was hired as well for some bigger scheme, I think, in sort of doing this. And she was kind of this middleman. But once yeah. only the youngest went, like... In a weird way, I kind of knew that it was probably a little bit more emotional for Teresa as opposed to mm-hmm. some sort of bigger exploitation. Because why go through why go through all this trouble and then leave two of the people that you're trying to sell? like? It doesn't make any business sense, if you will, for lack sort of a of, of yeah. better uh, better terminology here. But do you think that Fern Littlecalf, aka Teresa, got <laughs> the sentence she deserved, though, given the pain and just horrendousness that no, Lakeisha and her family went through? I don't think she's going to be a changed person in six months. I think it sounds like she needs some real psychological help. And unfortunately, putting her in jail is not going to give her that kind of help. I mean, like, she she needs to grow as a human being. You can't get on the Internet and, you know, find these very young, impressionable mothers and fake a relationship with them so you can, like, steal their kids. I think you're right. I think for me, if I'm if I'm determining this and obviously I don't know this for sure, but it does sound a little bit more of like a psychological issue probably. And I'm thinking, I'm wondering that if in the time period of her talking to Lakeisha for three weeks, I wonder if she's kind of pulling this scheme on other people and seeing who takes the bait. And that's why the timing is so weird with all of this stuff. Um, I could totally see that. Six months, definitely not a long enough sentence, but also she she might not, jail might not be the best thing to rehabilitate this person right. in general. So let's end this story with Lakeisha's own words about what could have been a much more tragic story. Friend Little Calf took my self-worth and it's taken a while for me to feel comfortable with myself. My bond with my family now is stronger. Now that I know that In an instant, they can be gone. I love when they come in my room at night to cuddle. I love hearing them say, I love you, mom. Every minute with my children is a second that I wouldn't waste for the world. Uh, You know, ultimately, biggest form of betrayal on multiple counts. I feel terrible for Lakeisha. I imagine Mm -hmm. that this is just torture for her. And I'm glad in, in this situation she can end up with all of her children intact, smarter, Mm -hmm. better, you know, and kind of live to tell the tale. This was such a story of ultimate betrayal. And that's it for this week's episode. And of course, thank you to the brilliant Anna Roisman for joining me on this week's episode. You're sending me back to therapy. (laughs) Are you going to online? Are you more or less scared of online dating after doing this? uh, Ooh, honestly, I'd love to. If my boyfriend lets me go online dating, I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've met your boyfriend in person, right? I just want to make sure. Okay. She's okay, nodding her head in. in Unfortunately, in yes. he pays rent. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's that's a good thing. Now, Anna, where can people find more of, you know, Robert Durst's great grand cousin and your amazing personality in comedy? Thank where you. Can, where can uh, the people yeah. find you? 
at Anna Roisman, A-N-N-A-R-O-I-S-M-A-N, all over social media. Uh, or you can listen to Unemployed with Anna Roisman anywhere you listen to podcasts. Amen to that. I'm Darren Karp. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. For more on Lakeisha's story, including fan reactions and more, head over to crimefeed.com slash podcasts. And for more true crime TV like this, be sure to download the Discovery Plus app today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.